0: You are listening to Booze Bullshit and True Crime. I'm white Oh, I'm Bree.
1: I beat her to it.
0: And what's the next line? Uh I don't know. Really? <laughs> We're going to talk about some gnarly shit.
1: There it is. I knew it was something like that.
0: (sighs) Oh my goodness. So, I'm super fucking excited about what we're talking about today. Body farms. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Body farms.
0: Farms with bodies where they study them.
1: Blood farms.
0: (laughs) (laughs) What else are we going to talk about today? Bodies. Decomposition.
1: Oh, yeah. I don't know what we're talking about because I did absolutely no notes, which I'm happy about. I did all
0: the notes. You're going to have to do all the notes next week, though.
1: Yes, and next week is the week that I'll talk about the Alder 8.
0: Ooh, well, you guys got a surprise. You know what next week's episode is about. Surprise!
1: they knew. This episode is supposed to be Alder 8.
0: We always say that, though. We're like, we'll do that next episode, and we don't. I was surprised when you still wanted to do it, like, three days later.
1: Well, I told everybody that's what I was going to do. Alright, now so I'm So here dead. I am telling them that it's next episode. Again. So that next episode is going to be me telling you that it's next episode.
0: So remember how I was talking shit last week about how Wade was sick? And I was like, oh, he's so grumpy when he's sick. He's so grumpy. Remember? Remember that?
1: Did we record last week because I was sick?
0: We recorded when you were sick last week, yeah. We did? Yeah. On Monday. And then I woke up like four hours later and got your fucking swine flu.
1: Swine flu. It was so bad. Your salmonella poisoning.
0: Dude, it was so bad. I threw up so many times for like 12 hours and had so many tummy spasms. Oh, it was just God. great
1: the first day I went back to work. I get off and I come back and she's still in bed looking like shit. And the only thing she says to me, it's not hi, it's how is not how was your day, It's, I'm so sorry for talking shit. (laughs) This sucks. (laughs) And I was like, yeah, it does. I know.
0: And he was good. He didn't say the whole time. He wasn't like, see, I told you. He kept it in. And then it dawned on me when I was laying on the bathroom floor at 3.30 in the morning. I was like, oh, my fucking God. Fuck him for giving it to me. But, yeah, it's really bad.
1: My karma was given into
0: you. <laughs> yeah. It was really I knew bad. it was
1: going to happen eventually if it wasn't food poisoning.
0: I was like, damn. I was down. surprised
1: that I got it before you got it. Typically, you get sick and then I get sick because you were sick.
0: You brought it home from the outside somewhere.
1: No, I just think I. That's yeah. how
0: germs are transferred. Well, yeah, that's how germs are transferred.
1: I don't know. But You could
0: have been at the convenience store and got it from somebody.
1: Probably that was probably it. It was probably the two dollar bill that they gave me back.
0: Two dollar bill, I want it. <laughs> I collect them.
1: I was being sarcastic.
0: No, I know, but fun fact about my grandma: she gave me a two dollar bill on my birthday for the first like fifteen years of my life, and I still have them hold away. And a little mini pig, um, uh, piggy bank.
1: That is so adorable. My yep. parents used to give me two dollar bills for my birthday too. I love them. Mm-hmm.
0: They're unique and quirky.
1: I used to have them. When I spent them on drugs. No, I'm kidding. I probably bought like a slushie with it or something.
0: That would have been amazing. You should stick with the drugs.
1: <laughs> the slushie was better, I think, because I was high on drugs. <laughs> <laughs> and when I talk about drugs, I'm saying. Buy marijuana. a dub
0: with $2 bills. <laughs> <laughs> now that would be hilarious. Two, four. Six. <laughs> That's amazing. Okay, that'd be a lot of $2 bills.
1: Anyways, we're talking about body farms.
0: Ten to be exact. Was that all that happened? We were sick, we recovered, that was all.
1: Uh huh. We were sick, went to work, drove home, drove back to work. Now we're healthy, so we're going to work the full week. Woo! And then we'll go home, then we'll come back, then we'll leave, then we'll come back, then we'll leave, then we'll come back. And then we'll leave, and then we'll come back.
0: It's a vicious cycle. It happens. But we get to hike around in the woods all day, so it'll be fine. All right, I have a shit ton of notes, so I'm going to get to it. Yeah, out. and
1: it's 8 o'clock at night. I'm going to go to bed.
0: Oh my God. You're such an old man. So, I titled this all about body farms and, or no, sorry, all about dead bodies and the facilities that farm them. There we go. That's right, guys. Today, we're talking about some super, super interesting, super disturbing topics, body farms and decomposition, like I had stated earlier. But first off, what exactly is a body farm? What?
1: Can we call it the bodies at the farm?
0: Yeah. <laughs> yep, that's the name. Let right, the bodies cool. hit the farm.
1: You guys just saw our critical thinking in play right there.
0: If you don't know that reference, stop listening right now. No, 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 please don't. We need you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just, just keep listening, at least for 60 seconds.
0: No, for like the rest of the duration that the podcast goes on, which hopefully is a very long time. That's why you need to like and comment and send us messages and give us love so we know. Love Love us. Okay, that was a tangent. Where was I?
1: The first (laughs) sentence. Okay.
0: Body farms are facilities within the U.S. Um, They're six to be exact, and they quietly conduct research and work in conjunction with law enforcement officials to bring killers to justice. How fucking sweet is that? The primary purpose of these facilities is to study every variable in the decomp process. Generally speaking, uh, the decomp process... Oh, God.
1: Dang, fool.
0: That makes no sense.
1: What I meant to
0: say is, generally speaking, the decomp process that, like, every specific different body goes through is generally the same. That's what I was going for. That's not what it fucking says in my notes. But... It's when you add in variables like temperature, humidity, how the body was disposed of, the time of year it was disposed, that things get changed up a little bit. Capisce?
1: So, these farms receive packages, like Amazon packages, that are just dead bodies that have no, like, physical wounds to them, or they, like, murder vic like, they're just dead bodies, Right. Yeah, like, they wouldn't, they
0: wouldn't take someone that got into a fucking car accident, I don't know.
1: Obviously, because their body would be completely... Well, maybe. They could
0: study parts of the body, though.
1: Because my question is, do they just... Do they play scenarios?
0: Oh, I'll get into it.
1: Ah, okay. I will, so they do play scenarios.
0: I will get into
1: it. Okay, okay.
0: All right, so if the body is found in a car trunk in the summer, um, a body of water, or a shallow grave... How can forensics nail down with confidence a time of death or even trauma that has occurred? Because the body, you know, is fucking fucked up.
1: So do they cause the trauma? Just
0: let me tell you. Sorry. I will get there. So that's where the body farm forensic team comes into play. The first ever body farm, and I'll tell you. So I'm going to go into like not all six of the body farms, but I'm going to go into a few of them and what they specialize in. So they're all different and different so these scenarios. Are body farm
1: specialists.
0: Yes! It's so fucking cool.
1: That is exciting how excited you are about this.
0: Oh my god, it's super interesting. I loved doing this research. I am so weird. The first ever body farm was started in 1981 at the University of Tennessee, Knoxville. Hmm. <laughs> Knoxville. The Tennessee facility was found by Bill. I don't know if it's Bass or Bass. It's B-A-S-S. I'm going to say
1: Bass. Yeah, I'm sure. And he's probably Bass. I'm going to say Bass. Uh,
0: He is a forensic anthropologist, Mr. Bass is. He realized the need for a decomp research facility after years of consulting on forensic cases. So he was an anthropologist investigators and uh, medical examiners and stuff would come to him all the time and ask him shit, and finally he was like, you know what, I'm going to do the damn research myself. Bill was the only one in the body farming game for 25 years. Bill's groundbreaking facility was followed by similar facilities, which I'll just like name off the other five. So there's one in California at California University, which was um, started in 2006, Texas State University in 08, Sam Houston State University, wherever the fuck that is, in 2010, Southern Illinois University, Carbondale, 2012, and Colorado Mesa University, 2013. So, pretty recent. Currently, these six facilities are the only ones accepting body donations, but there are plans in the works for similar facilities in Florida, Wisconsin, and Pennsylvania. The Knoxville location in particular has been around longer than the rest because there was like 25 years when nobody else was doing it. Um, It's grown in size considerably since the facility's infancy in 81. Law enforcement officials and medical examiners frequently reach out to the facility and others like it to assist them in case-based research. What? Yeah, so they even like ask them to facilitate certain research projects. If they ran into something, and just they
1: imagine don't. how weird those phone calls are.
0: Oh, I would love it. I would I guess love they're to not work really here.
1: weird to them, but at no. the same time, like it's not a normal conversation. Just to call somebody, you know what I mean? Like if you're looking from the outside in, not to the two people that are making the phone calls, but yeah. also, what if you're talking to like a receptionist? What if they're like, "Hey, let me. Can you leave a message?" And the guy's like, "Yeah, no problem." Talk to Bill and ask Bill if he could facilitate this kind of death and this kind of temperature during the death. and what it, Like, that reception is traumatized, well, for sure. Well, first of all, they're not, they're,
0: they're not facilitating the death. <laughs> that is not what they do.
1: No, but, okay, if they get a body,
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: and then that body has to be missing, say, its stomach because it got eaten by wolves or something, will no, they no, remove no. the stomach?
0: No, 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 That They are only creating things that happen organically in nature which again I'll i know get to but it, but they're not gonna they want a whole body they want to see how the body breaks down naturally not i want oh. you to remove the stomach okay before I... a
1: better example okay body would break down differently if you're introduced with different elements like water it will obviously cause bloating cause you know expansion of the skin which will break down a lot faster than just a body sitting out type shit my next sentence okay
0: for instance if investigators are handling a case of a body being disposed of wrapped in plastic while also being in the trunk of a vehicle investigators may call on a body farm to ask researchers how variables like the plastic and the trunk will play into the decomposition process
1: but they're asking
0: Yeah, so they can ask the body farms to facilitate the body being in a certain situation, but they're not going to, like, alter the
1: bodies.
0: They're not going to, like, surgically alter the bodies before they let them decompose. They're not going to
1: beat them with a bat. They're not going to, like, beat no. him with a bat? They're not going to, like, remove an arm? No. Okay. They're just going to wrap him in plastic and put him in the trunk of a car type shit like that?
0: More other cool shit, but yes. But, stuff like, like that.
1: stuff like that? Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. That's, okay, that's a lot better. Yeah,
0: they are literally, like, specifically scientists and they just want to research naturally how in certain situations a body breaks down.
1: It just frightens me because these people know how a body breaks down. They're testing...
0: Oh they'd be great serial killers.
1: Exactly. They'd be so good. So now if you're like surgically removing an arm or a hand or something like that, then now you know it's another variable. Like what if you <laughs> remove the hands and the body decomposes way faster because of That's I don't
0: know. not how <laughs> science works. If he has hands, he'll compose in two days. But if you remove
1: the hands, he will decompose
0: in one day and six hours.
1: And you cannot identify the body because the hands are removed. What about the teeth? Teeth got removed way long ago. (laughs) That was back in like 81 before Bill. You are ridiculous. Okay.
0: With our accents, that person probably didn't have teeth for a very long time. You're probably correct.
1: Methamphetamines are a hell of a drug. Oh,
0: damn. I was saying Deep South, but yeah, that too.
1: Well, you got a little bit <laughs> of everything down there.
0: The Tennessee facility in particular has also generated something called the William M. Bass Donated Skeletal Collection.
1: Please tell me that these are like real skeletons, like the ones that are sold for classrooms?
0: Oh yeah, except they're not sold, and it, they do cooler shit with them. Oh, that's cool. So, this is the largest, largest documented collection of contemporary American skeletons in the world. I love how they say "documented." <laughs> it's it's the biggest one we know about. Yeah, John Wayne Gacy did have a lot of teenage boys buried underneath this house. He had like nine. No, it was like twenty six. Twenty six bodies. Underneath his barbecue, in his basement. That is a whole nother story. I am digressing. Uh, the collection is visited by researchers from all over the world who access it for various studies on biological profiles. So that means like age at death, the gender, the ancestry studies, pathologies, trauma that happened during the death, and occupation markers. So, like identifying if somebody does a certain job by Joints, or you know, certain things about their body. So, people from all over the world come to this collection and study it. I just think that's really, really cool for their, their research. The skeletons are also used as a data set or data pool, and this pool is used to develop the statistical program for DISC. The program uses measurement data from the skulls to help forensic anthropologists figure out gender, height, and ancestry using skull measurements. So from what I gathered, they like scanned these all into a digital software, like all of the skeletons, and compared all of them and inputted the data on each one, and now they can like cross-reference it when they measure another skull and put it into the system.
1: So, is it supposed to be significant to your family, or... No. To what, then?
0: Your ancestry. So, just, like, if you're Hispanic, or if you're African-American, or if you're white, or if you're... Okay. Yeah. So, your ancestry is just, like, Ancestry.com. Fucking...
1: I got that, but I didn't know... I mean, Ancestry.com literally will go from your mom and dad all oh, the I way guess you're back.
0: Right. Yeah, no, not like that.
1: So I didn't know if it was narrowing it down to specific species.
0: <laughs> species. <laughs> that's the Amy, that's the Karen, that's the Jerry.
1: <laughs> exactly.
0: Okay. The next facility we're going to touch on is the Forensic oste- 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 Osteolog what's that word osteology 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 research station i don't think i said that word right sorry guys or forest is the acronym which i showed you this when i was writing my notes on the way home they like took for which is forensic osteology research And then the E in forest is lowercase because there's no E anywhere. And then the S is capital for station. And then the T is lowercase because there's no T anywhere. (laughs) I think it's because that's the next letter in the last two words. I have no idea. Your acronym makes no sense, but I'm going to use it. Forest. It's a lot easier to stay than fucking osteological... Researchers here are mainly focused on another awesome word, <laughs> taphonomy. I can actually say that one. This is what happens to the body after you die. So like studying decomposition, there's an actual word for it. Their goal is to get a better understanding of how environment and other postmortem processes such as scavenging affect the corpse itself.
1: See, scavenging.
0: Yeah. Yeah. They, uh, encourage animals to rip some of these bodies apart, which is frightening and fascinating at the same time. And, I looked it up, you can't go visit any of these, like, they don't, that's not a thing. You can't volunteer.
1: I'm curious now, though. Fishing game lets them do Uh. this? Obviously, the U.S. government knows about
0: them. They do, yeah. They know about them. They definitely know about them. They probably just don't stick any dead bodies in a riparian area.
1: (laughs) That was pretty funny. (laughs) I'm just curious, You're not
0: laughing. Riparian is a stream, and it's a forestry fucking termage. That's why I was being smart. (sighs) I thought I was being funny, but that's a big no-no in tree work, like... No sawdust in the riparian area. So I would think no dead bodies in the riparian area, right? But deer die in the creek and shit. Same thing.
1: Yeah, but now you're letting wolves eat bodies. Wolves? Yes, wolves. (laughs) (laughs) Wolves. Wolves.
0: Some good wolfers. Some good wolfers over there.
1: Now they're going to be hungry for people. (laughs) These places around towns, They got a taste for the blood.
0: This isn't fucking Twilight, it's not. Yeah,
1: but human blood is a lot saltier than reg- uh, game blood. I
0: mean, I like salt. Yeah. <laughs> I think everybody likes
1: salt. And then salt. The, the wolves. The wolves? The wolveses?
0: The wolveses. <laughs> the whoopses. Do you, the <laughs> do you not know how to say it? <laughs> Please say that word correctly. Wolves. <laughs> wolves. <laughs> can't breathe. <laughs> oh my god, this isn't a good podcast. We're just laughing. <laughs> it's not that
1: funny. It is that funny. Nineteen minutes. Nineteen <laughs> minutes.
0: <laughs> we had hot chocolate with a ton of Baileys in it before this, so you're welcome.
1: That's not it. I'm just really stoned.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm that too, and I have a bunch of Baileys in my tummy. A recent project at Forest. Stop being a weirdo was determining if a body decays faster in a clear or a black bag which I thought clear. was interesting and for the curious among you which is weighed the black one
1: Really yeah. oh.
0: I think because it probably I don't know absorbs, absorbs more heat. heat and keeps it in there and bakes mm-hmm. you It's the only thing that makes sense to me Forest also has a biannual cadaver dog training so they can become good corpse sniffing doggos
1: Doubt that. Pretty good.
0: I thought that was pretty cool.
1: That's pretty good.
0: Their doggie's doing their duty. Doing a good job.
1: He's a good boy. He's <laughs>
0: boy. Uh, next up, we will talk about the Complex for Forensic Anthropology Research at Southern Illinois' University Carbondale. That name takes up three lines in my notebook. <laughs> and the name of the director is Gretchen Dabs.
1: Oh, that's right. She had a crack up with this one. Let guy, me say but. that
0: again. Gretchen dabs. Okay.
1: Gretchen dabbing all over those <laughs> bitches. Dabbing
0: on them. Since their first human body donation in 2012, the facilities have accepted 26 donations in total. Research here includes studies on vulture scavenging and the effects of freezing on corpses. Um, director dabs. <laughs> discovered that it is possible for human remains to actually mummify due to constant low speed winds that frequent the Illinois area.
1: So they w- mummify, meaning that if you pulled it out of that condition of uh, that wind stream, does <laughs> it not decompose further?
0: I believe it's like the Egyptian mummies. Like, if you don't put it in a controlled environment, it will eventually decompose. Like, the body's dried out, you're jerky at that point, but if you bring it into an environment that has more moisture, I think over time it would break down. But I think you would just turn to dust at that point, like, literally. Okay. Yeah. You don't have, like, any goo left. It's all gone. Dab's facility may be the best known, however, for a study of the effects on lawnmowers on skeletal remains. You want to hear something fucking funny? A riding lawnmower operator is what they called him in the article, accidentally ran over two research subjects. So you know what they did? They made a motherfucking research project out of it. Their latest research project deals with what happens when a body is encased in concrete, Studies show the bodies look somewhat fresh and it staves off the process of decomposition.
1: What? This dude is all traumatized. He ran over a bunch of bones. What if he didn't know he was working at a body farm? You
0: have to know you're <laughs> working know, at but a body
1: farm. Humor me on that situation for a second there. He's just rocking out on his iPod and then... <laughs> <laughs> I and would... the fucking director's like, Oh, research project! <laughs>
0: I mean, did they really not tell them, hey, yo, there's dead bodies here? Was the guy just like, oh, yeah, sure. And then just ran right over. I don't understand how that can happen.
1: Exactly. They don't
0: have, like, that many at a time. Like, and shit. And even
1: if it's a ride-along mower, like, you, you visibly could see what's in front of you.
0: I guess he couldn't. But I just love that they were like, you're not, you're not fucking up our project.
1: Or do they we're going to make
0: a new project.
1: Did they just, like, leave the shit out there to where it's just like leafs and stuff have gathered up on these bones and yes. no it's
0: nobody touches so no one, it
1: no they just leave it out there and that's they it they
0: study it but they Obviously, don't but like they don't interfere with the environment because that's the whole thing
1: oh that makes sense
0: yeah okay. so they let it do it's thing but I'm sure it's taped off I was looking desperately for pictures of the facilities oh I didn't get my hat and no I found some and you can see in a lot of them they have, like, tape where it's, like, taped off around the actual body. Most of them it's very apparent there's a dead body there, but some of them have, like, been there for a long time and they're taped off. Let's see here. The newest forensic research facility, Forensic Investigation Research Station, which is an awesome fucking name, at Colorado Mesa University is the highest in altitude. <laughs> Colorado. At 47... 47- 4,780 feet. I can read things. Researchers here have learned from their two dozen donations that two main things affect how fast a body becomes skeletonized pre death medical conditions and microenvironments in the high altitude desert in which they study. So, even like what's wrong with you before you die can affect how you decompose. Hmm. Crazy, right? Yes. I wish I could have gone more into that, but I already ended up with six pages of notes, so I decided against it.
1: Six pages?
0: Yeah, but we're already on page... Oh my
1: god, you have so many pages of notes.
0: We only have two and a half pages left. That's crazy. I've already gone through four pages. That's crazy. I really like reading about things that most people really don't like reading about.
1: I know, but you got six and a half pages in like two hours done. Kind yeah. of like 20 pages in four hours.
0: If I typed, I could have a lot more done. My hand kept getting really sore.
1: Oh, uh, Okay, keep writing. <laughs>
0: oh, my God. I love good old paper notes. Yeah, it's great. I like it. It is great.
1: It's just going to be a little bit weird and kind of funny when you keep that notebook when we have kids and our kids are going through the closet and they're like, I like Mom's notebook. And they start reading and they're like, what the fuck, Mom?
0: Or if somebody, I don't know that well, is like, hey, do you have some paper I can borrow? And I just hand them my notebook. I've been terrified of that. Like, we, like, didn't we do an episode on um, necrophiles already? Yeah. Not on that notebook, though. <laughs> okay, I don't know where that other notebook is.
1: I know, because you just left those notes in the spare bedroom.
0: Okay. They're safe.
1: No, they're not. They're, they're gone. They're gone.
0: Okay, that's fine. They're yeah. gone. is the only one that took them then, because she's the only one that stays in no, that room. No, she's the one that
1: found them, I think. Okay. One of your friends brought them up to me. Oh, that's weird.
0: That is weird. Sweet. Sorry, guys, whoever that was, Spencer or Anisa, one of you. Um, back to Colorado. Even placement of a body a few yards apart from each other in their microenvironment can result in drastic differences in reference to the corpse's rate of decomposition.
1: Damn.
0: Right? So you can have, like, one body, a few yards, another body, same quote-unquote environment, like, same area, but because of the microclimate in that area, one body could be, like, super advanced decayed, and the other body could be, like, you know, not nearly as bad just because of the different placement. Decomposition is the process by which organic substances are broken down into more simplistic organic matter. Um, And this is my start to my dive in decomposition. So if you're eating, you should probably stop unless you're like me and you can fucking chow down through this shit by all means. The process is an integral part of the nutrient cycle. Um, it's responsible for recycling the finite matter that occupies physical space in our biosphere. So literally remember that scene in Lion King when he was talking to Simba about dying and going back into the ground and then like being up in part of the stars and starting all over again. That.
1: Doesn't that like the whole point of Lion King was what you just referenced? yes uh, i give back and anyways
0: that's why i brought it up okay cool literally all i could think was mufasa when i read that we need to watch lion king
1: again the new one's out
0: i want to watch the animated one
1: i to see the new one
0: i'll see the new one but i'm not gonna like it but i'll see it you don't know i won't like it as much you don't know ah, i can't even fake the rest Actually, Ray brought up Rafiki today, so it's been a Lion King day. uh, That's okay. And then I started singing the coconut song to her.
1: I got a lovely bunch of coconuts.
0: Diddly diddly here they are. Standing in a row. Bum bum bum. Big ones, small ones. One's as big as your head. I digress again. (laughs) All right. Now's the really, really gnarly stuff, which is.
1: About art.
0: my lovely coconuts? No, definitely <laughs> not about lovely coconuts. About putrefied, fucking, decaying bodies. Oh my gosh! He was sitting next to me when I brought up this article because I saw it on the list of Google, and I was like, "Oh, I bet that'll be a good one." And I click on it, and I'm like, "Oh!" Man, that is somebody who's been dead for a very long time. Just like the first photo that pops up. And they had photos with every single stage of decomposition, too.
1: There's five stages.
0: There is. And they're gross. The first stage of decomposition is pallor mortis. This is the loss of blood in the capillaries. Essentially, your blood stops flowing through your veins because your heart stops beating. This stage happens within minutes of death. And then we got the second stage, which is called Algormortis, Mortis, which Algor sounds like a really rich English family's old shitty son.
1: It sounds like an ogre. Algor the ogre, come forward, please.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I agree with you. <laughs> Just name the episode Algor the ogre.
1: Stage two, Algor the ogre. <laughs>
0: okay. Let
1: um, the bodies hit the floor, Algor.
0: So, Algar the Ogre is when the body begins to cool. Generally, within the first hour, the body will lose two degrees in temperature, and then it'll continue to lose, you know, degrees in temperature until it's the same temperature of the environment that it is placed in. So, then you just kind of level out. It's like defrosting a turkey in reverse. Nice. (laughs) It is.
1: So, is that freezing a turkey?
0: Flip it and reverse it. Um, yes. Next up is rigor mortis. Have you heard of rigor mortis?
1: Everybody's heard of rigor mortis.
0: Not everybody, but yes. If you've watched CSI
1: or NCIS, anybody
0: that I like has watched those shows, you're probably familiar with this stage of death. It's the tightening and stiffening of muscles. It begins around three hours after death and reaches full stiffness... In 12 hours. That's what she said. (laughs) (laughs) And I literally...
1: (laughs) That's what she said.
0: (laughs) I literally wrote in parentheses, insert, that's what she said joke here. (laughs) Amazing. Uh, I know myself so well. Then, three days after death, the body becomes soft again after it gets to full stiffness. And it slowly but surely um, decompresses and decomposes. It's like taking a Viagra pill. Yeah, except your whole entire body. Ow. No thank you. My dad actually said that he... Because he was a paramedic for like over 30 years. And back in the day, it wasn't the funeral home or... What's the word I'm looking for? Why am I not... Morgue? Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Um, It wasn't the morgue's responsibility to like pick up dead bodies ambulances were the transport in that city at least that jurisdiction they would call the ambulance if there was a death the ambulance would go pick it up and then bring it to the morgue and then the morgue would do its thing
1: you meant the coroner then
0: or the coroner? morgue is what i was thinking of though um so he would tell me stories when rigor mortis would set in that bodies would literally like sit up was a thing, or they would uh, twitch, he also said they would gasp, because air gets like stuck in the lungs and the body, and then when you shift it, sometimes it can get expelled, so can you imagine, you're like alone with a dead body, and you just hear, probably not that, but like a loud gasp, (laughs) like that, no, it was like a, because the muscles are tightened, because there's rigor mortis already, so it was literally like a, like that, yeah, super creepy. I don't like it. I don't fucking like it. Interesting fact. The rigor mortis phase in the process of meat processing causes problems. Could you see why? Uh Uh-uh. Okay, I'll tell you why. The animals... So, (laughs) if you slaughter an animal, you can't always... Butcher it right then. It's not a farm where somebody goes and slaughters one of their cattle and butchers it and makes it for dinner. Like, they're killing the cattle somewhere, transporting the dead cattle wherever the fuck, and then when whoever the fuck gets to it, because there's a pile of dead cows they already have to get to, then they butcher it. So imagine trying to butcher a cow that has rigor mortis and is completely stiff. You can't do it. Yeah, no. You can't do it. They found a solution. What's your guess to the solution? Ice. (laughs) No. (laughs) That would make it worse. No. Nothing.
1: Electricity. Oh,
0: electrodes. Right? The animal's carcass is subjected to alternating currents, and this prevents this from happening before the slaughter process is complete.
1: Okay. Isn't that a trip? That's Weird.
0: That's like mad scientist status. Yeah,
1: it's like Frankenstein shit.
0: I love it. I read that and I was like, cool. But I wonder how they facilitate that. Anyways, still cool. The fourth stage is liver mortis. This is when the blood begins to pool at the lowest point in the body. The body is no longer combating gravity, trying to push all your blood around and shit. So the blood just falls down to the lowest level that it can. So if you're sitting on your butt with your back against the wall, then all your blood's going to go to your butt. If you're laying on your back, then all your blood's going to go to the bottom of your body. This process begins anywhere from 6 to 12 hours after death. The the lividity pattern on the body can help investigators identify the initial position of the body when the person died and if that person was moved around afterward.
1: 'Cause the veins would be darker.
0: Not veins, but where it pools. Lividity is like where it's dark and light and like the patterning. Yeah, It'd be a
1: bruise. And yeah. it's not like your blood's just free flowing in your body. It's in veins.
0: True. Just when you look yeah, I guess when you look at it it does look kind of spidery. Yeah. But if you look at it from far away it just looks like a big like well, bruise. Yeah.
1: And it's gonna look like that.
0: Mhm. I just thought it was cool, like you can't get away with, like, killing somebody and coming back and moving their body unless you do it immediately because you are they're going to be able to, like, look at the body and just tell, which is a trick.
1: That's why you're supposed to kill the person where they're supposed to stay. Okay. That's Good. from CSI. Good to know. Grissom always says that. It's like Rule 48 for him or something like that. Is it? It really is.
0: Oh, okay. I believe you. It's been a long time. I'm
1: actually totally making that up right now. I have no idea about any of that stuff.
0: Okay. (laughs) (laughs) As he's very, very cartoonishly winking at me. Decomposition is the next stage. You got bloating. So the body gets all the gases are building up and it fucking blows up like a balloon otherwise called putrefication, The body produces vapors because its cells are literally exploding. They're just like pew inside of you and releasing all these vapors. And then you start to swell and bloat. And it happens mostly in the belly area, which is like where we have the most space for vapors to build up. And that's where all of our organs and our digestive tract and our all of it. And it causes your intestines to actually, like, push out of your body because of the built-up pressure of the vapors inside.
1: It's intense. So there's just a bunch of fumes getting stuck in your belly and your belly expanding, and eventually your belly popping, popping.
0: Yeah, and you poop your intestines out.
1: Yeah, because it's the only other way out. Yeah. It's butthole.
0: It's intense. I and mean, all it-
1: of those organs are somewhat in the general area. Would you poop out your your lungs? Won't come out. What? <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, thought maybe poop out your lungs and <laughs> your heart.
0: Question of the day.
1: Let's call one of those Can body farms. Can one poop out
0: one's lungs? <laughs> oh my god!
1: <laughs>
0: no, no, you cannot. then does does your liver come out no
1: then what but do you poop out your small intestine
0: yeah it's
1: not really pooping anything out
0: you prolapse because of the pressure built out in your tummy and your intestines come out
1: but if you're in rigor mortis and you're all flexed up that's not a thing right
0: there's more pressure built up i think than the muscles resist
1: that much pressure? And I think... That's like a lot of PSI. I don't that's know. If, a lot of PSI. I don't think
0: your soft muscle contracts during rigor mortis. I think it's just like...
1: Your sphincter? True. That's a pretty strong muscle. It
0: is. That's not a soft muscle, I don't think.
1: See? See? Finding flaws in your research here. Call that Bill guy. I'm going to have
0: to do some <laughs> dead body sphincter research and get back to you. Um, so, yeah, poop your intestines out, blah, blah, blah.
1: Not your lungs.
0: Not your lungs. <laughs>
1: <laughs> or your heart. <laughs> Damn it.
0: <laughs> the skin breaks apart, and often your insides purge out, too. So, you're just like, bleh, fucking yard sale all over the floor.
1: <laughs> but th- then again, your your lungs still won't come out, right? There. <laughs> no. No.
0: That's <laughs> I mean once they rot, they will. They'll just fall off. off. Yeah. I don't know why you're so fixated on the lungs. You fucked yours up anyway.
1: I just wanted to see if they'd be like (laughs) like bust out of your chest. Like balloons in a cartoon. (laughs) You're flying around.
0: No, no, and no. Uh,
1: Um Their job's not that fun anymore.
0: Once you start exploding, insects really start fucking having a free-for-all on you as well
1: wait how long is it to like if you're out in the woods how long is it for maggots to be
0: there are so many variables i can't answer time of year how wet it is where you are where the body is what elevation you're at fucking it's just different but maggots get in dead things i feel like within a couple of weeks generally and it probably depends on how fat you are, how fast you decay and all that as well. Skeletonization or diagenesis is the final stage. The moisture in the body is completely lost and the bones are visibly evident. So, you know, in a horror movie where you see like it almost looks like a mummy, but it still has skin over it. And that you see the bones still and it's all like sucked down to mm-hmm. it. That. Two years is typical for this to occur in a moderate temperatured environment. Whatever the fuck that means, whatever moderate is. Not Fresno. No, not Fresno. Although in hot environments like Africa, this could occur in as little as two weeks, which is nuts. Fact of the matter, temperature is the main factor in decay. Moisture as well, for a lesser degree. If the body is submerged in something like water or dirt, the decomp will happen at a slower rate. Injuries play a role as well. Open wounds invite insects and animals to hasten the process of decay. So how you were asking earlier, like, would they do something to the body? I don't think so, but if the body did come with injuries, like, they would find a way to research it, you know what I mean? Because there's plenty of people who have injuries when they die, when they get murdered, Mm -hmm. obviously. That's
1: what I was asking. Yeah. So that's what I was asking, like, they're they're getting donations. Yeah. Meaning that they just, you know, we have to research this this and this and you know we just have to wait for a donation and what we get is what we get or did they pick and choose what they get you know what i'm saying
0: they pick and choose what they get i believe i believe they have more donations than they are accepting like that flow the flow of people wanting to donate is faster than the flow of them taking
1: donations well i don't See that...
0: Well, like, even the one that's been around for the longest. What did I say? They have done like twenty six.
1: Yeah. What did I say? So, yeah.
0: So it's not like, yeah. There's way more people. I, I told Wade after I was researching this, I was like, I'll fucking give my body to them. Do whatever you want. If you can catch a serial killer, that would literally give me so much satisfaction at wherever the fuck I was or nowhere at all.
1: But I mean. I'm all for it, but at the same time, I was just curious of, you know, how they went about it. Because I don't think they're actually picking and choosing. I think they're like, yeah, fuck yeah, we'll take that body, and then they get it, and they're like, fuck it! Curveball! Let's do it this way! Fuck that shit! Like, I mean, come on, they just made a research program because the gardener fucking mowed up some bones. And they're like, oh, this is a good idea, this is possible way of somebody to get rid of a body it
0: probably has more to do with permitting (coughs) and i don't know how regulated they are or if they're not regulated because they're a research facility but i'm sure something needs to happen for them to be able to just leave a dead body out so there's that side of it as well
1: anyways cool shit good job
0: super cool shit i thought it was interesting hope you thought it was interesting looking at wade And I hope all of you guys that are listening to my tired, crazy, buzzed, awkward voice. That was interesting, too.
1: It was interesting to me. I liked it. Good job.
0: I'm fucking glad. So, follow us on Facebook, even though there are some pieces of shit that keep reporting our stuff. So we can't really post too much on there. I'm posting as much as I will allow. I'm also not allowed to friend anybody on there anymore either. I might just say fuck it and make another Facebook page, but it was so much work. Instagram, still good to go. Booze, bullshit, and true crime on both. We do have our Gmail. Come on, guys. Send me something. Send me words of encouragement about the podcast. If you have any suggestions, but more so, send me your stories. If you have a personal hometown true crime murder, if somebody found something super creepy in a wall one time when they were doing a demo, if you saw something super crazy in the woods, if aliens ever abducted you, what else?
1: I Just do what she says. All of it. All of those things are good things.
0: And other things. Anything that you think I will like, which I think you guys probably have a good handle on what I like at this point. um, That Gmail is boozebsandtruecrime at gmail.com. Boozebsandtruecrime at gmail.com. Yeah. That's it. Bye. That's it. Hope you have a good night or day, whatever you're doing. It was fun. It was all right.